Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Page, which I'm trying to revamp and revive. NXT did an okay job tonight. It actually did, you know, it's a show, so there was the fact that two tag team championships were defended tonight live on the USA Network. Hmm. I would say it was okay because it wasn't, you know, too over the top, but we'll see. It's going to be from Orlando, my friend. It's from the Performance Center. It's not going anywhere anytime soon and never has. So Bailey and Sasha showed up to face Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. Uh, let's see here. Um... Gate. They started off with Imperium with Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel versus Brizongo, and it was a very back and forth match. Interesting intro, you know, at the beginning with Bondongo wearing a uh, long blonde wig <laughs> to imitate Fabio, which is hilarious. Uh, and for those of you who don't know who Fabio was, the dude used to be on. Every single fucking cover of a romance novel. And how do I know this? Because, well, back in Kansas City, my mom still probably has a lot of those romance novels unless she got rid of them. Anyways, anyways, they were wearing Fabio and Marsupial tracksuits, which is awesome. Uh, Imperium didn't care. They, um, they right out of the gate attacked Fandango and Tyler Breeze. So, the 
plexiglass seems to be a popular, you know, spot for people to throw one another into. Interesting setup, you know, for that. Okay. Let's see. Yes, Imperium ended up winning thanks to uh, interference from a new tag team. Let's see here. But Orny Lorkin and Danny Birch came out to the aid of Brizongo, but unfortunately Imperium picked up the victory anyway, so we don't think that was going to happen. So, Damian mm-hmm. Priest versus Killian Dane. Now, that was a that was a very, very heavily contested match in Damian Priest's match. Um, you never know what you're going to get. It was pretty interesting, to say the least, with him and Killian Dane. Crossbody that hurt Priest back. Priest sold it really well. A springboard for him. And Priest gets two. So... Damian Priest beat Killian Dane. How did he beat him? You want to ask that question? Well, Dane hits a cyclone kick in the reckoning. It doesn't go into further detail after that. So Santos Escobar, formerly known as Fantasma, talked about why. Zaylee versus Aaliyah. We want to talk about gross. I wonder how many beers <laughs> or, you know, or Robert Stone. I don't. That gimmick was kind of funny. Leah picked him up off the, uh, the barricade. Who knows how long he's been sitting there, but um, yeah. So, Aaliyah beat Zaylee, you know, dirty tactics. Robert Stone gets up on the apron, pukes in the apron, mind you. It's disgusting. Um, I don't know what he had to do to lose his lunch, but dear Lord, I don't care if it's gimmick or not. <laughs> I would blow torch the ring. That was gross. But mad props to you, dude. That was kind of funny in a way also. Okay. Mackenzie Mitchell is interviewing Adam Cole. Actually, you know, she asked what Scarlett was trying to tell him for at the hourglass. And Chance says, we've seen this movie before and it always ends the same. And him saying, Chance and Keith Lee said, okay. And he asked for a moment. And says Cole's time is running out, but it won't be carrying cross. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Cole laughs and walks off. More commercials, yada yabla. Then, yes, they're taking suit in NXT with a mic, but there's reason. So, Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, they all begin this promo, though. And I don't care because it actually holds president and actually makes sense. Why would I bitch about it if it were WWE Raw or SmackDown Live? Because I don't want to see talking on that level. I just want to see people getting their ass kicked and, you know, however they want to do it. If they want to talk, please keep it to a minimum. Not have five promos and four more interviews in the back just to make a fucking point of this is what's going on. This is what's going on. It's true. Oh, it's damn true. I love this dude. Comes on the Instagram all the time. Wrestle underscore radio, folks, just for those of you who are curious. And our Twitter handle is 
D-Train 5000 D-Train 5000 on Instagram, as well as the second Twitter handle for Russell Radio Network, Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. Okay. Gender manager William Regal pops on the big screen says he loves this. But next week we'll get in in a title triple threat between Ballard Lee and Gargano. In North American. Why can't you just say North American, you lazy bastard? And the winner gets Cole and a winner takes all match on July eighth. So happy to be free, are we, Mr. Cole? Caden Carter versus Dakota Kai. Okay, so Dakota Kai is picking on certain talents. Okay, cool. So Dakota beats her through a roll-up. Okay, that's interesting. Because, yeah, Dakota Kai is facing off with lower-tier, you know, mid-card NXT talents. They're not lower-tier mid-card, dude. I just read that, and I said, lower tier. If you're in NXT, that's the big time, I think, because that's carrying the ratings for WWE as of the moment, kind of up, really up and down. And And then the picture goes grainy black and white for a look backstage. You see Scarlet, blah, 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 broken hourglass. Oh, my. I think Dexter Loomis may have broken that. A hype video from Mercedes Martinez. Now, she was injured, and then she's coming back. So, Bronson Reed versus Leon Ruff. Okay. Squatch match. Bronson Reed wins. Escobar and Mendoza. So... Wow, Raul Mendoza, that's interesting. I haven't seen him forever. Joaquin Wilde. They said, okay, so Santos Escobar said, I will make you leaders. Isn't there enough of these characters that are similar to Andrade Cien Almas in, in, on WWE Raw? So is that mean Zelina Vega is going to be going back and forth trying to recruit these three? Because, I mean... Once upon a time, Andrade was you know, Lucha. He was a Lucha Libre with a mask on in CMLL. Just a little history for you folks. If these four get together, it's going to be an interesting ride to see. But I, I get ahead of myself. So then Drake Maverick comes out and says, some people say I've got more guts than brains. Well... Great story. He gets power bomb. They're gonna make a comeback story. Drake Maverick comes out. If we ever get a, if we ever get the opportunity to get a crowd, this is actually a great feud between these two. So Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart versus Bailey and Sasha Banks. The main event tonight. It was really decent. I mean, I would say really good, but. Even if Shotzi, Blackheart, and Tegan Knox were to win the Tag Team Championships. I mean, I didn't mind this match at all tonight. It was actually good pace. The end part, the end of uh, tonight's show. 
You saw Io Shirai come out and lay down the law as the NXT Women's Champion, saying NXT. I don't know what their plans are for Bailey or Sasha after this. Probably going to keep defending the Tag Team Championships in the women's division. And I don't know what the plans for Io Shirai is, but now she does have the attention of Sasha Bailey. So... Which one of Hunter's favorites are going to be added to this women's melee, or are they just going to tease that a bit? Who knows? Who knows? All right, AEW's turn. (laughs) I would say it like that because, well, what the hell does Jericho have in his hands? Okay, so it says that they headed the uh, a headline tonight's AEW Dynamite. Wow, you know what? Whoever did the Forbes, okay, that's four thousand more viewers than last week, and the ratings dropped substantially from a million. So really, it's the most viewed is Brian Cage too much for John Moxley. That's 590,467. Least viewed, Tony Hawk gives Darby Allen the green light. 61,920 views. And the median viewership was 217,534. So they really, guys, I didn't jump on NXT's ratings, but that's, an improvement, they're within range of each other. This is like a, a miniature version of what the Monday Night Wars are, but not not to the magnitude. For those of us that lived in that era, man, that was just crazy fucking shit. It was, I loved every minute of it, though, because you had a lot of wrestling companies around, and that was in This Is Now type thing. So, what happened on AEW June 17, 2020? Cody defended his TNT championship in an open challenge. The AEW Tag Team Championships will also be on the line tonight. They didn't know that Tag Team Championships will be on the line in, in WWE, so it's kind of great, right? Um, they definitely do not. QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes are getting said title shot. Oh, okay. Not booking for yourselves. Look at this. Against the number one ranking team, you say, why? No, of course, because as much as AEW likes to tell you wins and losses matter, they definitely don't. Because QT Marshall and Dustin Rose are getting said title shot, who were ranked with a record of 5-0, four of which matches happened on AEW Dark. I got it. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson with a 6-0 record are not even in contention. Not booking for yourselves, are you? I have made this fucking point many times throughout every single podcast. Boy, you know, there's a lot of stuff that can give me ammunition, and this is one of them. When wrestlers become promoters, or when they become a part of the creative team, or... Chirp, chirp into the ear of Tony Khan or Chris Jericho or Cody Rhodes. Gasp. Are we fucking shocked about this shit? 
And to continue from the climb ranking topic, the sex gods battle best friends with an AEW tag title shot on the line at Fighter Fest, where MJF will wrestle Billy Gunn, Super Bad, Death Club, faces the Young Bucks, and Anna Jay returns to action. Don't care. And the preview for tonight's AEW Dynamite, blah, blah, blah. This week's Dynamite opens with Kenny Omega defending the tag team titles. Everyone else is already in the ring. So let me just point this out. Kenny Omega, Hangman Changers, The Natural Nightmares with Brandy Rhodes. Okay, I'll play this game as I review AEW, and I'm not going to be unbiased with WWE either because I've got a full section for a rant that is justified because this is not going to discriminate either from WWE, and I, you know, I'm not going to discriminate with my rant. I'll be fair. So Omega inadvertently needs Dustin trying to flip him over. Rhodes hits with a Hurricane Rana. Okay, no, no, no. I want to see who wins this match. <laughs> Omega and Hangman Page. Anna J versus Abaddon. Never heard of her. Never heard of Anna J. Abaddon. Wow. So she returned to action. She gets destroyed. Um, Billy Gunn with Austin Gunn versus MJF with Wardlow. What the hell? MJF wins a cheap shot. Hits Billy Gunn. Let's see. The winner is MJF. So Warbo and Barricade Billy gets back in the ring and MJF cracks him with the ring for the... Yeah, AEW really doesn't have any rules. Who cares? Um, Lesex gods are interviewed. Lesex gods. Okay. Jericho says they beat Cassidy in the pulp and tonight they're going to beat best friends and get a title shot. I love Chris to death, but this booking, I don't know who does this, but dear Lord, it's an intrigue, so not going to touch that. Tony Schiavone is with Britt Baker at ringside, but she refuses to do an interview because Tony said some other girl was rising in the ranks. Britt instructs her helper to drive off in her wheelchair cart. The big swole is behind the wheel, and she says, where to, doctor, then drives off. Okay. Cody makes his entrance. He'll be defending the TNT championship against an unknown opponent. Stark. What the hell? A lot of wrestling revolver, folks. So he made it from the ground up where he is, and tonight he makes his name even brighter. Okay, so Ricky Stark's TNT championship. Cody takes his wrist. Outside that. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Super bad squad with Penelope Ford versus the Young Bucks. I guess. Who wins this? Oh, come on. Ringside News, you idiots. They only do certain results. Okay. That's funny that it says mandatory loss at the top when AEW is being described. However... I gotta find the results. Uh, MJF versus Billy Gunn. Where's the rest of this nonsense? Okay, Cody Rhodes. Who wins this one? Okay. Winners. You could just say Young Bucks for fuck's sake. Matt Jackson. 
Matt and Nick Jackson. Okay. Lasex Gods versus Best Friends. I give him that it's catchy, but still. Best Friends win the match. Oh, okay. We're stealing a page out of another person's book. Like most wrestlers, you know, there's been a lot of things. It's not just AEW and WWE. Oh, it's the cameraman. Cassidy and Jericho will face each other at Fighter. That's going to be interesting. And this is going to be the segue into my rant. And it is justifiable because there are certain things that I read from the results of both NXT and both AEW. And by the way, Off the Rails Uncensored is an explicit podcast with explicit language and offensive language and offensive sayings or catchphrases. If you are around children that are under the age of 18, I suggest you put earmuffs on them or heavy metal equipment around them so that they cannot hear what I am about to say. Off the Rails Uncensored is a copyrighted and trademark podcast that was prisoned officially on March 7th, 2016. So that means my show is four years old. Wow. Any reproduction, likeness thereof, or imitation of Off the Rails Uncensored using the name, likeness, and trademark of publication, you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Fine. $45 for every usage of the name or phrase off the rails uncensored. All right, folks. We're going to toy around with uh, history, will we? Because I've said on several shows, I've expressed, you know, you can give us subject to talk about, but please, for the love of fucking Christ, do not tell people how to feel with your biased opinions on Facebook or any other social media outlet. Fuckers, you're about to get inside the random rambling ranter. The man whose tracks you don't want to get on the wrong side of. Mwah, Brian Rails, because I follow suit of a loose cannon. God rest his soul. All right. We'll get on down to Crazyville, all right? Yep.
Okay. So after reading the results from both NXT and AEW, makes you think, thank God for having professional wrestling, but also at the same time, now that they're allowing crowds back onto both shows, which AEW has been seriously, you know, having wrestlers out there and cigars and money, I don't care. Crowd is a crowd, man, and it makes it easier for us as fans sitting at home watching this nonsense, thinking to ourselves, okay, what kind of stories are we going to put ourselves through to watch, sit down, watch, cry about, bitch about, moan about? I don't care about the bitchers and moaners because those marks are the ones that we makes you shake your head and go, well, you could either have this show or no show at all. It's insane. It's one hell of a uh, trip, if you will. And by one hell of a trip, watching NXT, it kind of parallels what they're preparing them for when they get to main roster, right? If you're on Raw, it's straight up promo. And it did actually, actually, Raw got a little better. With its less talking and more let's wrestle. SmackDown Live, I have, we have yet to get to that this week, but they're improving themselves as well. You know, they're switching the roster around, giving new looks to people. Where's the ranch, you ask? Oh, no, no, that's coming, folks. That's coming fairly soon because... I think a lot of us have already discovered that <clears throat> yeah I I know this you're telling you're preaching to the choir for those of you who want to know what I'm talking about this dude saying if there was more on the roster, it would make for a better show. I'm not so sure how that works because then you got to work around how am I going to book these guys and gals? Where am I going to put them? Also, you know, for AEW, they're giving a lot of opportunities to a few of my friends on Facebook. Uh, Fuego del Sol met a dark match. Uh, more power to you, my friend. An opportunity is an opportunity, like Jake Logan said. Yes, I'm name-dropping all of a sudden. But I'm trying to add some positive in before the cynic side comes out because wrestling has definitely changed. If you would have told a worker, hey, you know, there's going to be a virus and there's going to be no crowd for us to work with and, uh, you know, Godspeed, they would have looked at you like you were fucking crazy. And what am I getting at? What, and where is this rant going? I know I, I told you I 
randomly ramble, but I get straight to the fucking point eventually. Okay. Having no crowd means it's hard for people to get into the story. Some people. You know, some of us like to come home and we like to sit at home and we love to commiserate, if you will, about, man, this really sucked or, man, this was really great. This worked really well. This didn't work really well. Let me give you specifics. Okay. It's marketing genius if they get you to talk about what you don't like and what you did like. That works for some of us. I, uh, I hate when people put their biased opinion on social media, nonetheless, that says, you should really think about what you say. That's a good thing. But you should feel this way. Fans shouldn't be disappointed because they always are going to be indecisive about what they want. Uh, I can see the truth behind that statement, but I also can see that there's a statement that reads something like this. Quit telling the fans how to fucking feel. Same thing with some of you fans. Quit telling the workers what they should and should not do because they're not in control of the fucking booking. So I have had it, you know, seeing on my social media, people should be happy. People should uh, really revel in the fact that they're giving you a show. Again, I'm, I'm happy that WWE and AEW are giving us something to talk about. However, when you present certain material... Towards the towards the general fans, not just the fucking casuals that just watch the show and then believe every single fucking thing that happens on screen because, well, it's the suspended disbelief. And you know what? Workers will tell you they love those fans because they're easy to draw. General fans. Is there really such thing as categorizing fans? No. Casual fans, Marky Mark, uh, super smart or smart. I guess there is. What I'm getting at is one book, and you know, it's it's a story arc build that's worthwhile in NXT, and the other, it's hard to say, you know, that they're not looking for themselves and that they're building around their homegrown talent. No. 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 And no. One in particular example is that if a team has a certain record in AEW and tag team division, yet you're booking yourself for a tag team championship, Dustin and them, it's like they know what they're doing. They're not the ones booking. Oh, it's the creative talent or creative writing that's doing the booking. I beg to fucking differ because. How is it? They say that, oh, that's the genius part. We've got them right where we want them. So is that why certain people have a say in who they go against as far as Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho and Dustin Rhodes? 
Tony Khan doesn't have a fucking clue what he said when he said the following. We're built and structured similarly to them. We haven't been around as long, but we go from what the fans want. Um, so is that why there's no rules in every single match? And that's why there has to be hardcore elements in every single facet of an AEW match? Okay. They're like, well, there was a story built between Jericho and Orange Cassidy. So now Jericho goes one-on-one with Orange Cassidy at Fighter Fest. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce it to you. It's nothing to do with politicking or biased or the fact that people have certain opinions on the matter. This is just an observation of what I believe to be NXT and AEW. So because NXT needed a boost, they decided to bring Bailey and Sasha. And it wasn't a terrible match, we know, with Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. It was, you know, probably a learning curve for those two, and I'm pretty sure that Bailey and Sasha imparted some knowledge on those two. I don't know, folks, but I know one thing. I, I do know and we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification right here on Off the Rails Uncensored. Please stand by. strategies when it comes to making a wrestling show great again, right? There's a strategy that you implore that you want to get ratings, so you grab names. And it doesn't just work on that level. There's lots of times where indie promoters will bring in names. Names that will make you go, wow, they got Cowboy Bob Orton, they got Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, they got Scott Hall, MVP, Eugene, Tatanka, names that people have not heard from in quite some time. So Bailey and Sasha come on programming tonight. Did that make a difference? Yeah, because a lot of people wanted to see that match. Even though some people said it would be the drizzling shit. <laughs> Quit telling us how to feel before the match even begins. Also, AEW, you know, Chris Jericho, as I said, him and Omega, a few other guys on this roster, despite me criticizing them a lot. They have a lot of talent on this roster. The only fucking problem is 
there seems to be people that seem to think, oh, they're not booking for themselves. Do you have any idea who has creative control and pull? It's not just Malenko. It's not just Arn Anderson. Oh, no, 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 folks. When workers start to book for themselves, it turns into a shit show. It hasn't turned into a shit show with AEW because they're not going to fall into the same trap, thankfully, that uh, WCW fell into. Considering the fact that when Hogan, Bischoff, Nash, Hall began running the show and making it all about, you know, the NWO. that matter, the show in WCW became really, really defunct. Is that going to happen in AEW? I don't know. But them giving the green light to, you know, and booking... And yeah, booking wise to a team that's not all up to par, even though they're undefeated in the tournament, Dustin Rhodes and his tag team partner. There's a fucking problem. But there's not a problem with Cody defending his TNT championship. I never said there was. There is, however, a problem when, you know, it's like I get to pick and choose who I want. Okay, cool. I would love to book myself as a manager and be like, I like to manage him and him only. I like to manage Kurt Gannon. I like to manage Royal Money. I like to manage, you know, if I could handpick who I could manage, don't you think that'd be a little fucked up? Because booking yourself with somebody, it all depends because they're like the guys and I have mad respect. We know each other. There's chemistry. Okay, cool. But there's a fucking problem with this formula. If you book for yourself in a way that you're, oh, I'm not booking for myself. I'm giving the other talent opportunity. And yes and no. So many people go into professional wrestling they have their own promotion, right? There's some people who go father-son and the son gets all the championship opportunities and pisses off the other talent. They don't say anything because they feel Eventually, if I work myself in front of this promoter, they're going to give me an opportunity. Let me tell you the reality. In some aspects, yes. In some aspects, no. I've seen a lot of guys do this in this business. I haven't been around very long in this wrestling business, but I've I've witnessed several people can say, well, he gets a championship shot. I don't understand. I bust my ass. I pop the crowd. From observing both NXT and AEW, you don't want to put all your good cards on the table. You don't want to reveal your hand ever in poker. There's a saying. You want to have your poker best poker face on. Right now, it's really fucking hard to tell because there's no audiences. They're not traveling. They're not touring. And that's hard on professional wrestling. So I got to say the following. Yeah, we talk about it, all right? We talk about good matches, bad matches, uh, matches that make your head spin. I mean, 
Good match at Backlash, despite people criticizing some of it. Edge and Randy Orton. These two grizzled veterans, sorry, Zach. Sorry, James Drake. But these two grizzled young veterans, they knew what they were doing, and each, the start of the match is kind of slow and dull, like a crescendo, and then it picked up. It hit every single good note mentally. And wow. And I know people are going to tell me, well, you haven't watched uh, well, Jericho and Cassie's going to be a great match. Yeah, I think that match is the only match I think I would like to see from AEW. The tag team championship match? Seriously? Dustin booking himself with his tag team partner against the tag team champions. Gee. And so, <laughs> quick, quick question. You don't see that as um, booking for oneself as a worker? And, and you'd be lying to yourself if you didn't say, I would never, ever book myself to be a champion. Because that's what it's going to boil down to next is pretty much all the people concerned or surrounded by the creative genius they're going to say, well, they don't really do the stories in AEW. I call bullshit. Because Jericho is a creative genius. I will give him that. Then you've got... I don't think even Hager is a part of the creative process, but let's just face it. Jericho Rhodes. You've got Arn Anderson. you got Dean Malenko. you got a lot of former WWE creative talent. And... Not only, you know, booking for yourself, Cody's obviously giving opportunities to different people. And it's always a surprise because you don't know who it's going to be. It's not like the 24-7 championship in WWE where that title is a fucking joke and it needs to go away. All it is, if you learn how to do a schoolboy or whatever pinning combination you have or use a foreign object to win the championship belt, You'll be fine. Speaking of WWE. Yes, there's a lot going on. Not really. I mean, McIntyre, Lashley. That feud has been going on for at least three and a half weeks, almost four. It's a good story angle. It's remiss. With Lana, because boy, she'll give us something to talk about, all right. Some of the pervs that sit there and watch the whole thing. Allow me to express my uh, discord with uh, that section of the show. Though it is interesting and intriguing, you know, the whole love triangle bullshit, Lana. MVP and Lashley, and then McIntyre, who really, you know, he's got the character of, I don't give a fuck and don't really care. I mean, they drew champion for a reason. He's not just going to, hopefully, I don't want to jinx this shit. Hopefully, he's not going to lose a championship like WWE would kind of do like they did with Zack Ryder, you know, one day Intercontinental Championship reign. No one knows why. 
there's some truth to that. Homegrown, and you're doing your own thing, and you don't like taking direction. Go on. You know, I mean, and end up like Zack Ryder going to straight to AEW. And so, anyways, when one books for themselves, some people wonder, well, did Triple H book for himself when DX came back three, four times? I said, hmm. One time they did come back, ladies and gents, back in 2006. We'll see this right now. I don't have any clue of who booked whom during that time, but it was pretty funny. Darby Allen getting an okay from Tony Hawk. You want me to elaborate on those thoughts? I don't think anyone knows who Darby Allen is unless you're an AEW fan. I don't his skateboard gimmick, whatever, cool. You know, I like his face, but he's like the blonde version of Finn Balor. Darby Allen is absolutely batshit insane, and I can attest to that because I've seen him at Evolve shows, and I've seen him in various other indie wrestling before he became big in AEW. The man's nuts. He's the guy that, okay, do this. All right. Okay, we're going to do that. Okay. Is there a shame thing in that? No, because he's got a high threshold of fucking pain. Anyways, I'm getting off the beaten path here, folks, so I'm going to just try to wrap it up as fast as I can. We'll talk about it. Or no, we talk about it. All right. Yes, we do talk about matches. Some people like to bitch and gripe, you know, in Google search engines, you know, like, they research what the latest news going on. Some people judge wrestling based off the dirt sheet. Some people swear by Dave Meltzer. You know what I swear by? Observing companies equally and then making my own assessment. Here's my assessment on WWE. Or, you know, their shop's still going. And some of their content tonight made me want to keep watching it. AEW's content, I was flipping back and forth. And I must tell you, Chris Jericho is and will always be a master of his craft. A man knows how to work an audience, even if there is none. A man knows how to antagonize and just do one of the best promos ever in the ring. Like I said, I'm very back and forth with both companies. I find it endearing that people hate on Jericho, you know, in his wrestling. Now, however, when someone, like I said, someone will always claim, what do you think, or ask, they ask me, I don't know why I get asked this question, what do you think of the booking currently in AEW? It's hit and miss. And by when they miss, they miss a mile long. Because their ratings will speak for themselves. No one knows who AEW is. They'll say, do you remember Chris Jericho? Yeah, I remember Chris Jericho. 
Well, he's a part of AEW now. I get straight to the point. When someone and when someone or some group of people post something online and it's about professional wrestling, you know what I do? I try and turn a blind eye unless it's a great, you know, promotional page or what have you. But for the love of God, do not, and I repeat, do not sit there and be the jackass that says, It was a great show, but if they would have turned Bailey or Tegan Knox or Shotzi heel, it would have given a great swerve to the show. I hate that term, swerve. I also don't like the Well, if they would have, I hate the phrase, if they would have turned this person heel. There's one problem with that. In professional wrestling, there's such a thing called timing. If you don't have good timing, boy, you're, it's going to be fucked. Your show's going to be a wreck. And no one's going to want to fucking tune into you. So, case in point, when on social media, please shut your pie holes. I know I have the choice. Whenever... You make a post on social media unless you've been around for a certain amount of time and you know what you're talking about. Or at least phrase it like, from observing, in my opinion, it would help alleviate the fucking tension between fans and worker. Now, sometimes the fan steps out of line because they believe, oh, well, I've I've wrestled in my backyard. I must know what you guys feel. No, you don't. And two, Chaz was right. Most of us live in our social bubble, and we don't really, and I'm talking about wrestlers, managers, referees. You know, we live in a fraternity, man. We're close-knit. If we... Step outside that bubble, it's like, wow, reality, we're human beings. Some people are modest, though. They're like, I don't really think of myself like that. I know a few guys like that. Yeah, you gave us something to talk about. But I understand, because sometimes we've seen this type of match hundreds of times, thousands of times, millions of times, it feels like. So sometimes the fans get sick of what they've seen on TV because there's really some some excuses from the promoter. Uh, We don't really have much talent to work with anyway, so you're just going to get what you're going to get. And that's some, not all. Also, don't tell the fans, or don't tell workers, you should have done this move and you should have done that move. Because then they got to work in the retail aspect of their mind going, should I really tell this asshole off, or should I just let him think he knows what he's talking about? And three, 
If you have any valid points, please fucking make them right away. Don't sit there and say, I really didn't like this, I really didn't like that, because then you look like a douche canoe. Also, I read somewhere that's like, you disagree, and I agree with this guy, you disagree with, you know, the fact that Orton and Edge was the greatest match ever. Well, I mean, it did take up almost a full hour at WrestleMania, so... And not just that, these two knew each other even before this. And let me explain something to y'all. Just because the internet says this match is not the greatest match, so you go and Google, does not mean, you know, you can't have an open mind. So in other words, both sides need to, one, find ways that, you know, We won't be harming each other verbally, bullying each other. And two, let's see, I'm listing off a list. And two, if you're a worker, don't be a snob ass. Just don't. The big turnoff when fans start coming back to your show and then you turn out to be the biggest douche nozzle ever. Fans, there's AEW, WWE, NWA, Ring of Honor. There's a lot of wrestling groups. Be kind to one another, joke around, have fun, pal around. It'd be nice if there could be a semblance of us all getting along at events, not caring what one another said. And please, if you're at the show, don't hesitate to take pictures. But you don't have to post them right away on Instagram. It pissed me off when the entire show, this group of people at Barclays, really at this point, were just buying t-shirts, when in fact, you could have easily just gone to the shop and been like, okay. So in other words, pay attention, but you can say, Man, this was a great match to attend. Man, this was so much fun to be a part of. And a lot of you are saying, well, now you're telling them how to feel. So I'm just suggesting the next time, you know, when wrestling shows open up their, their doors to a lot of fans and arenas, I know I'm not going to change the minds of a lot of workers and a lot of fans. But the honest to God truth. There needs to be a semblance a balance, just a smidgen. If you don't believe what Bill Bryan Rails had to say, I'm slurring my words, I'm tired. I got three choice words for Forget about it. Join Lady Lynn and myself. She will return next Monday, and we are going to have a blast. Or if not next Monday, then, well, the following Monday after that. But, yeah, we'll talk about it all right. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. Don't fucking tell us how to feel. And also, don't tell workers how to feel. I say this a lot on wrestling shows. Instead of little educate, man. Plain and simple. Oh, (laughs) I said I was leaving, but I, you know, I tend to exaggerate just a smidgen because I had to add some 
counterpoints to my already made one. Alright. Time to go conversentuate. See ya. Personality, a close personality.